Check, check. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it is kind of does make for an awkward transition. It does. Yeah. <laughs> sports ball, football. Sorry, I'm pigskin games, sports, sports games, and beers. Beers. Beers are always good. Yeah. We, we do like beers, don't we? Sometimes. You guys also like beers. We do like. Wow, beers. that's yeah. amazing. That's what a coincidence. We all happen to be here. Someone and else likes beer. Like beer. What? It brings everybody together. I think this time. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Which, nice. which, this is all. Mine is all messed up right now. Sorry. What's all messed up? I've been fiddling with the height. Such a such a prima donna. He is. I, I know. And jeez, man. At least I'm take not him, the voice. Take him out of his own basement. Yeah. That's right. And it just don't make it. I'm uh, lost. I know. What a, what a drama queen, man. I don't know. Can't take him anywhere. Oh, my gosh. That's the wrong No, music. no. What yeah, the heck? He no. Does this, he does this all the time. I do. Stop it. I do. We can't put him in charge of anything. That's my other podcast music. <laughs> no. My other podcast. Look at me. Look at me. We're not talking through the music. I was going to say, this is the second week in a row we haven't talked through the music. Usually it's like, oh, there's music. Oh, there's music. And we're normally opening up beers and talking about the beers. (laughs) Yeah. I feel out of place. Well, we are out of place. We are out of place. Josh's basement. I feel like we're out of the basement. (laughs) I'm out of the basement. Into the light. Yeah. So, hey, guys, what are we doing this week? I don't, I don't know. know. Who are we? Ugly. Now it's even natural we? light. Well, I'm I'm Paul. Oh, I'm Josh. Am. Yeah. I'm oh my Anson. gosh. We're, can we just like <laughs> do our thing? What the hell is going on today? You take, you take a fish out of water and it, we don't yeah, know. Exactly. All right. Exactly. All right. Here we go. Are we are we ready to do this, guys? Not at all. All right. My name is Paul Prosez. We got Anson Young. Got Josh not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Not on Josh Twitter. hates everything. Yes. Guys, we're top three. This is what we do. Except we are in a different location. We're on location today. That's We've right. got some people with us. We're at yeah. Welcome Home. <laughs> I was like hoping you guys would like jump in. Like I not let me do this all by myself. I was letting the voice handle it. Oh my yeah, god, you got it. They call me the voice because I because he said board. I'm the voice. You so. said we have it in never, recording. I, ne- we, I never said that. You did. Oh you did. Yeah, actually, I'm, you, you did. We need the playback. Oh uh, but yeah, we are, are at Welcome Home <laughs> Brewery. Yay. Uh, which is in Parker, Colorado. I'm excited. Cause, uh, this is actually the second time I've been here. I came in kind of stealthily and wanted to try some things because I was up the street. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And who do we have? Do we have him introduce themselves? Do you want to hype him up like a hype man or what do you want to do? Come on, I mean, boys. we just did that, didn't we? Yeah, introduce yourselves. <laughs> yes. I am Sharon Murphy. I am co-owner with my husband, Aaron Murphy. Of Welcome Home Brewery here in Parker, Colorado. Yay! Yay! Woo! I'm excited. excited. Yes, well, Aaron. She kind of introduced me, so I'm I know. Aaron Don't Murphy you hate that? <laughs> Don't I'm you hate the when other some... co-owner of Welcome Home Brewery? And nice. Here we are. But we're Sharon and Aaron, so you feel like you should kind of do it all at once, no? Sharon. It does kind of roll off the tongue. It does. Right? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. You could do it all at once. You just say we're Sharon, and it kind of like uh, oh, never mind. Celebrity uh, couple mashup names. Oh, I've, been, I've done that. I've, Have you? I've been there and done that. Does it work? It, yeah. it doesn't work. No. Well, I, I mean, it's just my name. So. Yeah, I was going like to That's true. That's the one I couldn't think of. It's like, yeah. what's the, the famous one? The or, Brangelina or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron might feel left out if you're right, like, I'm right. Sharon. We, we are Sharon. And they're like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, that's just one name. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of Sharon. 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 Because you know, then you get, you get a little bit of extra. You, get, there you go. <laughs> you got to throw that extra A in there. Is yeah. it A-A-R-O-N? Yeah. Sharon. Yeah. Well, we've been kind of hyping up this episode specific and talking about what we can do to help out 
um, just um, put the spotlight on local businesses, um, specifically like what um, businesses have been doing through the Corona stuff and just how you've been able to get through things. Um, But more specifically, we love um, creatives and people that um, have a craft and love to um, do things with their hands. And so we, we're really excited to hear about your story. Um, and we're, we love beers on the top three. Well, right? most people don't take their hobby and then say, oh, let's do it. That's like the business, right? Right. You know, a lot of us, we've all had these hobbies like, oh, that'd be great for a business. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, obviously you've taken your, your hobby and said, aha. Yeah. I'm on to something. <laughs> how, so how did, how did it kind of start? Like, what was the origin of brewing, uh, opening this place up, which is amazing? Take us through that. Um, it kind of really started with a buddy who was a home brewer. Um, and at the time, we were living in a condo with uh, no, room to, no room to brew our own beer. Um, but hanging out with a friend in their backyard and doing a brew day and drinking some beers. And... Um, he kind of showed me the basic process of brewing beer at home, and I kind of fell in love with it. Um, but at the time, I didn't have the the space or the means to uh, to be doing that at our place. But um, eventually, when we when we moved and we we had a backyard of our own, um, I kind of I kind of went all in on the home brewing side of things, and uh, and got my own equipment and got to got to start making beer at home. Um, and then as we uh, continue to do that we would have you know have friends over and have barbecues and things like that and you'd, you'd always get the friends who are like oh man this is really good beer you really need to be you know you need to be in a brewery somewhere you need to you know, be in a liquor store somewhere do something with this and of course we didn't understand nor did any of our friends understand just how much went into that at the time um, as far as licensing and rules and regulations and not to mention the business side of things that um We've both learned a whole like lot about in the process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was say, did, did you, like you got peer pressured into it. And your friends are like, you should do this. And you're like, well, maybe we should. Yeah. So we so blame them. We entered some, uh, some homebrew competitions and things like that. And we're finding success with that. Um, and with that, we ended up getting to brew on bigger systems with these, with these commercial breweries and kind of see the, the commercial side of it, or at least a little snapshot, a little cross section of the, the commercial side of it. Um, which kind of gave us the idea that maybe maybe we actually can do this. You're on to you know, something. Maybe, maybe this is actually something that um, that we're we're willing to do and able to do. Um, yeah. And then we we got to talking about it and uh, started working on a business plan about five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Okay, so this is like 2014. You guys yeah. were doing this. Yeah, thereabouts. Okay. Um, and got to working on the business plan and uh, doing a lot of research online as far as what goes into that. And uh, neither of us really had a lot of business experience at all. Um, she worked in telecom before this, and I work in law enforcement. So no, uh, no business experience to speak of. But we kind of just used, used the resources we had, used the Internet, found, found out different things. And once the business plan was put together, then we were kind of like, okay, now what? <laughs> Done all this work, yeah, yeah. My um, telecom job had kind of gone, and I was, you know, to that point where it was just painful to go to work every day. Oh yeah. So I was kind of ready to give up the cubicle and ready to do something different and be an entrepreneur. And so we talked about it, and we were like, "All right, well, let's do this. Let's pull the trigger." So the um, applications for loans and all that stuff kind of proceeded from there. But yeah. 
It was a long time in the making, for sure. Now, <laughs> the guy that taught you, does he still homebrew? Or did, did he move on? Or? Uh, he, he still does it off and on. Uh, you know, he always, he always talked about it was just a hobby for him. And, um, you know, he, he, would, he would hear the same things. You know, oh, your beer's really great, and here's, you know, here's these things we can do. Um, but he never really wanted to take it any further than that. Okay. Um, last time I saw him, he, he was in here, it's been a while ago, probably a year, maybe, maybe a little longer than that. But anyway, last time I saw him, he was like, this is so great, this is awesome, but it was never really, never really something he had the gumption to really pursue. Okay. He, was, he was content with just brewing beer at home and so having a couple that, beers on tap in his garage. You if, know? I, if I did that, my friends would be like rub my nose and I'd be like, look how much better I am than you. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. I, <laughs> you, well, now you have a lot more experience uh, brewing on bigger systems. You know, it's like... He's like, oh, look at that little five gallon. Yeah. I <laughs> well, I mean, I know, I know zero about brewing. So going from a home system to like a commercial system, was that a huge leap? Or is it kind of just scale pretty, pretty organically? Um, a little bit of both. It, you know, you think it's going to be scale and just, okay, we, you know, we're going from this size to this size. So how do we scale it up? And there's software programs and things that we use to, to, to kind of help calculate recipes and how they fit in our system. But there was definitely a pretty steep learning curve, I think, to to the commercial side of it and to brewing large batches. Our system, um, we can do either two three-barrel batches in a single brew day or do a six-barrel batch, which is a six-barrel batch is almost 300 gallons compared to brewing five or ten gallons at home. Wow. wow. So, um, yeah, so it, there, there was definitely a learning curve to that. And um, every system, whether it's a homebrew system or a commercial system or – you know, big giant system for, um, you know, for for the big breweries in the world. It, they're all a little different, and a little quirky. So figuring out the the quirks and the particulars of our system was definitely a learning curve. Um, we feel like we've obviously improved our beer in the two and a half years we've been open, mm-hmm. um, and learned a lot about our system and how it works. So that's kind of where we're at. What, like anything. Yeah. What made you like so? As far as location. Here in Parker, at least the south end of Parker, are, are you guys, were you already in the area or this was just kind of a, hey, there's nothing going on right here. Let's jump in right here. How did this location kind of come about? We'll be back after a quick break. Paul ProSize here once again for Built.com, those amazing candy bars that we just love, the raspberry cheesecakes and the puffs. Oh, I'm I'm drooling just thinking about them. And, of course, they're not actually candy bars. That would be false advertising, so I'm not actually saying they're candy bars, but they are protein bars. I don't know how they make them taste so delicious, and they're good for you. So little sugar, especially if you need to worry about your glycemic index, we have you covered. Go to build.com, promo code Paul at checkout, build.com, promo code Paul at checkout. There's also links below. Thank you. He, um, actually, that was actually a fluke. We, we looked in the Southlands area, okay. Um, okay. but the, that was our business plan was to be in the Southlands area. But the um, the rent there was just it's ludicrous. It's very expensive. We were like, yeah, no. <laughs> so we got hooked up with some um, brokers around here, and they kept bringing us here. And when they brought us here the first time, it was literally like a concrete slab yep. and yep. like some steel beams. 
and I'm standing out there. I had come from work. I'm standing out there in my heels and like my skirt and whatever, and the wind's blowing and I'm freezing. And he's like, just picture it. And I'm like, no, it's not working for me, but okay. (laughs) So um, we came back here probably two or three times before we finally kind of was like, okay, this is it. Um, And it was nice because we got to build it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to do any demo. We didn't have to work around any existing anything that was already there. So um, I was fortunate that I got to kind of let my my imagination run wild, and I got to build it the way that I wanted cosmetically. And then for the, the brew house, then we got to put the trench drains in and um, wire it electrically and everything the way that they needed it for that. So yeah. it worked out. Yeah, that's going to say it's easy. You just like drain here yeah want this here <laughs> and there's like like i said no demo no yeah so. yeah we looked at some places that we looked at this tanning salon along the way and it was all these like bamboo huts and like oh <laughs> and i was like that is going to cost a fortune to demo just to demo it and like you know clean it out it yep. was just going to be or you can change your theme to a tiki brewery a, right, a tiki brewery. <laughs> or something yeah, yeah see just roll with the punches welcome yeah. home tiki brewery <laughs> yeah i'd go there um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, we're all basically from the area. So, I mean, I grew up uh, just a few miles down the road south and then moved probably cl- – I live close to the Southlands now. But to have new breweries come in is always exciting because it just shows that there's growth in the area, that people believe in it enough to open up a business. Um, I, think it's, I think it's awesome that you can kind of tell kind of the temperature of what's going on, like new build construction and then breweries is like, <laughs> like yeah. okay, Nice. Yeah, we um we did, you know, some research and everything on the stuff that they were going to start building around here. Yeah. And obviously it's all moving south, it's moving east and west both ways. So yep. there was really, we felt like that was pretty important to have additional rooftops, you know, to serve it. And we have a certain demographic. Yeah. And, and we like it. We like it down here. Uh, I do like to say that we're the southernmost brewery in the metro area before you hit Castle Rock. Yes, Absolutely, it is. Yeah. That's very true. That is actually very true. I, I was going to say, I, I know of ones in Castle Rock. I don't consider Castle Rock Metro, though. I think no. it's like right. too far. Yeah. It's, it's it, you know split by a bunch of land. Like, eh. well, but as you, get, you know, like we're starting to move that way, right? Yeah. So eventually, we're just going to butt right up. This to is Castle basically Rock Ca- and, like I think the city of Castle Rock starts like a mile away. Yeah, but. we noticed that the other day when we were driving down Parker Road. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. welcome to Castle yeah, Rock, and you're like, like oh. what? This yeah, is, they, I think they've incorporated a lot of the land. Uh, west of Parker Road or 83 as you go south from here yep. into, into Castle Rock so that Parker can't have it. They can't so. have it. That's okay. No. And then they just built on the other side of the road all those um, restaurants and whatnot. So, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I think but, all that's less than two years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe even a year. A year, a year maybe. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not been there for very long. When I, when I grew up out here, there was nothing. There was like Hills Grocery Store right. on the corner, and that was it. It was like, I you, had to like you had to go all the way into town to go to Safeway or whatever. But, uh, so like the growth of Parker is exciting, and then having you guys here is also very exciting. So, yeah. Um, what are the oh, he's back. You've been quiet. Yeah, no, he was taking I'm, some pictures. I'm taking pictures here. and doing some I, I have a, I have a question just because I like a certain type of – beer and these guys don't um and i see and, it and, and i and, and i like all kind like i don't think there's a kind that i don't like but what, well I, I you've had two that i know you do not like no i love it i love it all <laughs> don't listen to this guy um what's what's your like favorite uh beer to drink and like maybe your favorite beer to brew because that's probably might be two different things or it might be the same thing 
You go, you you go, go ahead first. and go first. I was going to say, you go ahead with your beer-flavored beer speech first. Yeah. Beer flavor. Okay. I, here we I go. like yeah, so I like traditional styles. Um what I what I joke around and say is beer flavored beer. So um you know, uh like good good clean American lagers or German lagers, um American brown ales, stouts, um kind of your ambers is another good example. Yes. Just kind of your traditional um like true beer flavored beer styles um are are what I like to drink. For the most part, um, and whether we're here or we're out and about somewhere else, I think that's kind of where I, the direction that I go. Um, Sharon, I think, has a little bit more affinity for hops than I do. Um, she likes she likes hoppy IPAs and Sharon and, whatnot. and I I'll let get you, along yeah. very well. I'll let we're you. I'll, let you, I'll let you tell your tell your own version, but I have to admit I'm a little mad at him right now. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> All right. Uh, we have twelve taps, one IPA. Welcome. Uh, I, 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 like I think that, that ratio is about perfect. It might no. be one over the IPA. It's, it's one over I, the allowance. It's disgusting. It's a black IPA, too, so it's a little maltier. And yes. I, I am what I'm learning now, and it's taken me all this time to learn it, is that I'm not a malty person, really. Um, so even though it's still an IPA and it's got the hop characteristics, it's got this malty backbone, and so it's not kind of my favorite. So my favorite is the Juicy IPA, and I would say that is the uh, majority of our population's favorite IPA. It's one of our best sellers, but okay. fell down on the job there, and now we don't have it on top right now. It's in the tank. It'll be back, uh-oh, hopefully by the end of the week. I yes. mean, to me, I've always described an IPA as like licking a forest floor. Yeah. Drinking a, pine after tree. It's rain. Drinking a pine tree. No, that's disgusting. No. How dare you? No, that's because, well, so I am, that's because that's a, when you're talking about like the forest floor, right? That's right. characteristic of a West Coast IPA. The piney. Yeah. 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 And I am not, that's not my favorite IPA either. I am the trendy, juicy, hazy, citrusy. Those are my favorites. Sure. You can fist bump. Yeah. So we have, um, we had a double hazy IPA that our assistant brewer, Devin, did. And it was delicious, but that sucker was like an eight point six percent. And woo, it was yes, easy. you're speaking all my language. Yeah. Yeah. My love language is IPAs that are like super high ABV. Yeah. So, so he's got another one coming out that I'm like over the top excited for, and it's a double dry hopped Citra. Nice. Um, I think the ABV is gonna be a little lower. On that yeah, one. I think it's gonna be right around six six point five percent on that one. That's a nice sweet spot, though. Well, yeah, that's a good. It's a good spot yeah. to be. I know we're like going super deep on, <laughs> but like, so so you, you talked about trend in beer, like, and and Aaron's a traditionalist over here. So, um, what like like, do you see too many breweries chasing trends, like going down these rabbit holes, or do you think that that's okay for part of your tap list, or stay away from it because you're a purist, or how does that work? I think that's why the name of that of our juicy IPA trend chaser juicy IPA I is didn't kind know of that. See? yeah that's, so that's <laughs> right. actually the name of it um, okay, okay. and I think that kind of was a little little bit of a poking fun at me and kind of you know it's not the direction that I necessarily um, had a lot of desire to go with the the beers we were brewing but it took us a good six months to get him to even brew that beer to fight it. And, and now, now it's, it's a bestseller. bestseller. Yeah. So once once GABF uh, has its own classification for that type of beer, is that when it landed and you can like not feel like you're chasing trends anymore? Because is, isn't hazy now a category at GABF? It is. It's its own category, and it's it's around. It's here to stay. I mean, I the <laughs> gosh dang the, it the hazy IPA thing is. It's, I don't <laughs> think it's going to go away. Um, it'll continue to grow and evolve, and uh, you'll see brewers doing different you know different hop 
varieties and different things to change up the flavor so that it's not all these these juice bombs. I think you know, and you'll have you'll you'll see some change in it um, over time. I'm sure, but I think the style overall, you know, the hazy juicy IPA is it's here to stay. So Ugh. not not really a trend to chase anymore so much as it is just a, a style that people really enjoy and it it sells well for us. So. We're going to keep making it for sure. Can we, can we clip that? Juicy IP It's here to <laughs> no, stay. No, no. Uh, that's going to be our new tagline oh, for the mic top three. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess does it come down to like if you're brewing something that you, you're passionate about, do you say, I get to name it? Yeah, how do the but, names yeah, come like, How does the names come Do they come about you like, oh, we, we've got like something and then. Naming beers is like the hardest thing about oh, I, owning I don't a brewery. Like I don't, trying I don't to, trying to come up with what to call them. Um, when we first opened, I was kind of trying to keep with the, the welcome home theme and try to name beers around kind of our theme and our, our atmosphere. And, um, like our brown ale is the cozy cabin brown. Um, yep. cause that's kind of, that makes sense. Yep. You know, the, the atmosphere that we're, we try to create here, but as time has gone on, I've realized, you know, there's, there's only so many things you can say about like small cottage or cozy cabin or <laughs> little farmhouse. You know, you can only say the same thing Warm so many cozy. ways. Yeah. yeah. So it's like top three, three things turn into six, turn into nine. Right. Now we're a beer podcast. So, I mean, I mean, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so naming beers is a, is a challenge and we usually come together with our, our bar staff and do a little tasting if we can, if there's time and have everybody kind of weigh in on, Oh, what do you, what do you think of this beer? And then, collectively kind of come up with a name um but it's it's a challenge where we get it kegged and tapped and then we're like we need to put this on the menu what are we going to call it <laughs> and i'm Did like you know it's been in the tank for like three weeks beer number four we had like three weeks to come up with a name yeah. but yeah it, it is harder than you might think and and to be politically correct and sure. beer sure. names is often do you, hard. Do you, do you have to, like, check to make sure that there's not another beer named that? Or is that going to the process at all? I have no idea how this works. Uh, we're, we're small enough that most, if, if there is another brewery that makes that beer, most of the time we fly under the radar. Um, so we don't really check for that. But beers can be trademarked and copyrighted and all that. And you can, you can, you can definitely do that for the name of a beer if, if you've got something that you feel like really sticks. But we've never had any issues with it. Huh. Yeah, that works. It's kind of like our podcast. We can say all whatever we want. We Play can any say music world we want. Fa- we're world <laughs> famous because anything can be world famous. Yeah, we're world. Yeah. So yeah. So we have a flight of beers in front of us. I we do know more about these beers. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'm gonna steal the do sign it. so oh, I there you go. talk oh. about the right ones in the order here or, or in in order. Um. So we have the caramel corn cream ale, the comet dust dark IPA. The At the Cayley Dry Irish Stout. Yes, that one's good. And then the Autumn Apple Pie beer. Mm. I haven't had that one yet. So um, those are four kind of all. We, we wanted to give you guys something from kind of each each style. You know, a lighter beer, an IPA, a dark beer, and then something that's kind of unique or off the wall for us. Nice. Um, so those are the four beers that we've got for you guys today. Um, and I've only had one of these. Yeah. So the Irish, the, the At the Cayley. I think we, we came in here and we're like, okay, how do we say this? Like, we butchered it. <laughs> we, we, we did butcher it. Seely, Siley, what did, so, Chacala? but that one, and I actually came in, the, I think Friday, Friday I think I came in and grabbed a, a three-pack of booze and then took it home. And one of them was the, uh, the cookie and cream or whatever. Such a good beer. Oh, the gingerbread. Gingerbread, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't opened that one yet because I see the nine something on it and yeah, it's like, it's I'm not ready. I just, That's a commitment. 
that's that's a that's a commitment exactly. with yourself. To I, I, I came in here to get it for the Avs game. Okay, and I looked at it, and I was like, I want to. You know, I want. I want to remember game. the game. So you went back in the <laughs> fridge, and then I pulled out. Um, I drank the other stout that you guys had. Um, uh, the nutty, the 2020. Oh, the porter. Yeah, the 2020 is nuts or whatever. Uh, and slam that like that, which was, is a great name. Yeah, <laughs> even, even my wife liked it. Not. She tried it and, and, and everything, but I was like, "Mind Eraser, remember the game." Okay, I'm going to remember the game, and I haven't <laughs> I haven't gone back to it yet because I know, nice. you know, you're just not going to have a nine five and be like, "Oh, I'm fine." All right, so which one are we going for? First yeah, first? and, and, and as as we check this out, what are you guys drinking? Because you guys like poured yourself something. What do you guys like? Yeah, you get to try this all the time. So, so we've got uh, both of us have our new amber that we just tapped. A week ago, um, it's called the Jasper. It has uh, some notes of like black tea and lemonade, so that's kind of where the name the Jasper came from. Interesting. Nice. Like if you go to a restaurant and order a Jasper, you get a half iced tea, half lemonade. Wait, it's called a Jasper. I was. What? I was. It's, it's a regional thing. Reg- like it's a regional region? thing. I don't know. My family has Steam always out. called it a, a Jasper. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's a half and half. It's like Arnold Palmer. Yeah, yeah half and an half Arnold or an Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, if same, somebody, same if somebody's thing. like, I'm drinking a Jasper, I think that they're drinking a, like, I would have uh, been uh, West Coast, gin. hazy, piney, something, black <laughs> IPA that's, that's just <laughs> named cool. Is that on the tablet menu now? It is, yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, I have to go home. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, Amber is like, ooh. So we got the cream ale. All right. Any, the anything cream to, to talk about on this as we try it? That's probably the the it beer that... Uh, made Welcome Home Brewery happen. Okay. Um, really? Flagship. Yeah. So that that beer recipe originally came about when I was home brewing, and a friend was like, you should do a caramel corn beer. And so kind of started brainstorming and thinking about it. And the, the finished product doesn't really doesn't really make me think of caramel corn necessarily, but no. um, the, the name of it, it's brewed with uh, caramel malts and flaked corn. So uh, those two ingredients kind of play into the, oh, it's caramel corn beer. Okay. Um, but the cream ale style is always brewed with flaked corn and really produces kind of a light, easy-drinking uh, beer. It's a hybrid between ale yeast and lager yeast that ferments it. So it ferments at a kind of a cooler temperature, uh, gives you a really nice clean beer um, where just, just the nice clean malt flavors come through. That's, um, it's really drinkable. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, What's the ABV on it? I think that's four point four on that one. Okay, yeah, because it's. I mean, there yeah. you go. You you could sit here and. Well, I always think like cream ale. I'm always thinking like London or you know like a European English. Yeah, where it's heavy, and so I'm looking at this like, are you sure it's a cream? Or it's like, like nitro or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Or you're not going to pound like a bunch of nitro, you know, stuff as I destroy you their just property. Broke it. That's okay. They're going to have to have a revamp soon. They have to glue it. Sorry about that. That's no, okay. I have several. We're break. here to break stuff and drink beer. Uh, well, I, take. I downed mine. I, I'm getting ready to. Yeah. No, it's really good. Nice. No, that's really good. I actually haven't ordered that before. That's yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the beers that um, I was successful in competitions with, and that I actually got to brew on a larger scale before we were kind of doing our our thing here. So that was one of the one of the beers that really helped. Kind of springboarding this whole thing into action. Nice. The other local brewer down in Denver. It yeah, it was uh, with Factotum Brew House. Okay, um, they're in the Sunnyside neighborhood. I wasn't going to say anything. They they were my old. I lived. I, I looked at their building from my kitchen. Oh, nice. So <laughs> I, I, I know, I've been in there many, many times. Um, so I, that was wondering if you want using their equipment. 
Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was their competition, their uh, March Madness Brewers competition. They actually oh, are uh, they're continuing to do that, or though they were before COVID, um, but they transitioned from doing it specifically for home brewers, and now they do it for various uh, charity groups, and they they kind of do some fundraising and stuff associated with that now. Now, because I, I don't pay attention to March Madness, I don't care. It's basketball, um, not a sport. <laughs> On recording. All right, all right. Um, anyway, but I remember their board, <laughs> and I remember seeing the board and just saying, oh, that's kind of fun how they're doing it. And I probably was staring at your beard and had no idea. Yeah, we have two of those hanging in our garage. Two, uh, two of those boards. boards yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, well, speaking of which, like, so you guys got to brew on their system. Do you guys kind of do the same thing with other home brewers, maybe? Or is it not, like, quite there yet where you're like, okay, here, especially this year has been crazy, too, so... Well, they're, the Factotum's whole concept is to bring in home brewers and have them brew on a larger scale. That's oh, okay. kind of their whole that's um, their whole deal. Their okay. whole deal, yeah. So we didn't really want to step on their toes with that at all. Um, but we have hosted. Uh, we did a homebrew club. Did a competition here a year and a half ago. Now it's been a while ago, but okay. almost two years, I think. But they uh, they all brewed a Belgian pale ale um, within their club, and then we judged uh, the beers here. And the winning recipe from our judging, we had them come in and brew that recipe here for it to be sold here. <laughs> Feels powerful to be the judge. So we had the the Shannon's Tears Belgian Pale Ale that was uh, that was on here. That was a result of that. So definitely um, always more than willing to to chat with home brewers, chat with other brewers. You know, people who who are like like we were have a dream and thinking about doing something with it. Always more than willing to to have that conversation. Yep. Nice. I'm going for the IPA. Yes. Uh, yes, you should go for the IPA. Oh wait, was that the IPA? They're, they're like the uh, the State Farm commercial. We've seen it. Th- we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. <laughs> right. Do we have to? We do. Uh, it's delicious. Can I can I act like this is tartar? The tartar sauce? No. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. We have a rule that everybody uh, has to try stuff on this podcast, which I broke and on the third one. Even, this isn't even going to be even like gross like the tartar sauce. So no, this is actually really good. I don't like IPAs, but this is a good IPA. Because it's got the maltiness. Yeah, it's it, got, right? yeah. I smell the pine tree. All right. Do you have anything to say about this one? So that recipe originated from actually another competition. Um, it was the Elizabeth Hopfest competition. Um, not, not this past year, but the year prior. Um, they basically got with a local hop grower and were trying to push some of their hops out. So they hosted at Elizabeth Brewing Company uh, in Elizabeth. They hosted a small uh, festival and competition where everybody had to brew a beer using those hops. Um, and that's it's, cool. yeah, it was Comet Hops. So that's the reason for the part of the reason behind the name Comet Dust. Um, and we were thinking about it and we're like, okay, if everybody's brewing a beer with one kind of hops, and the, the logical direction to go there would be for everybody to brew an IPA. So we assumed that we were going to be competing against a lot of kind of light, traditional, either either East Coast or West Coast, but uh, traditional light and color IPAs. And so we thought, let's go a different direction with it. Let's try to brew a a dark IPA and kind of see where it goes. So we wanted to add some of those kind of roastier flavors and a little bit maltier flavors in there to to balance out. And then, of course, we had to use more of the hops because of that, um, just to to kind of find that balance. But that's where that beer kind of originated. That's cool. I know you you like this one there. You no, I love it, this and you're one. like, they got a dark IPA. You know what? Finding a black IPA is 
nearly impossible these days. Like I can name like one that I had about two years ago and then everywhere I go since just doesn't do them. So I'm super happy that you guys do it. And it, it does have that juicy kind of style t- to it instead of like the pine tree, I guess, West Coast. Am I right in that or am I way off? My taste buds are burnt out. No, I think you're right. It's, okay. uh, those Comet hops kind of have grapefruity notes a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, so finding just a black IPA makes me super happy. And these guys are wrong. Sharon, (laughs) me, and Devin are going to go on to... uh, I like the maltiness, but it's like grapefruit. When you said that, I was like, oh, there it is. Yes. There's the... uh Aha. The juicy bomb in there, like the pineapple, grapefruit, notes to it. I like it. It's really good. Yeah, I enjoy it. I I, I think it's a good beer. I don't like... I don't seek IPAs out. If I drink them, I would would prefer a, a... a multi-year. It's okay to be wrong. Like for me it's in okay. a flight, like that's not, that's fine. But like for me sitting down, be like, hey, here's a twenty ounce. Like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> not gonna happen. Not today. No, it's really good. And that, I think that that's probably a good idea to go a different direction. Then, I mean, were you guys the only dark IPA that that showed up? I don't remember. Do you remember I if there was another dark? I, I feel like we were. No, there might have been one more. There might have been one more. But I don't remember. No. We but didn't win. Aww. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that well, it it won me. my heart, so oh, that means a lot. It does it. It does. It. You can right. take that one to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll say return to sender. <laughs> hey. What do we got? What do you got over there? All right, so I pulled out the stout. Okay. Oh yeah, this all is right. this is a great. We stout. all like this one because I've bought. I, I've come down here quite a few times and bought a couple crowlers. For recording nights? Yeah. I've tasted this before. It's Irish stout, right? Mm-hmm. What makes yeah. an Irish stout an Irish stout? Um, obviously, the most famous Irish stout is Guinness. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's a dark beer, but it's a little bit lighter in body than you might expect from a dark beer, especially compared to like an oatmeal stout or a sweet stout. Um, you really want the, a lot of the roasty flavors to come through, so you should get some um, almost like roasted coffee notes or dark, really dark chocolate, dark cocoa notes from it. Um, and then the finish is not super sweet on it. It's, it's more of a dry finish. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's dry. So good. I love it. Yep. On, the, on the dry side, yep. but that, that's also what makes it really good. Like It brings out that maltiness. Like, you're it's like so this good. is dark. And yeah. I'm here for being dark. So that one he brewed at home, too, and that was actually my request. I went through this like Guinness phase, sure. and I, that's all I drank. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I was like, you know, since you're getting into this beer thing, I'm like, how about you uh, make me a Guinness? And that's what he came up with. So I think it's pretty darn close. The only difference is the nitro, right? It's sure. not yeah. the nitro, but. No, I, I like I was gonna say, I bought enough of the crawlers and taken them home. I'm yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's one that I'll, I'll run in here real quick and grab as well. Of, of course, I have my other favorite. That's not we're not trying right now, but the uh, pumpkin is it's it's my. I've told you guys this, but my I, I we we've done a pumpkin. It ended up being a pumpkin episode, um, but check unknowingly, out. yeah, unknowingly. But we did uh, fall beers. And they all ended up being we were like, hey, let's all do a fall beer theme podcast, and um, we ended up all bringing pumpkin beers. Um, we had a pumpkin beer, your pumpkin beer, like two or three episodes afterwards, and I was like, holy crap, this is my. That's right. I brought, now, I brought that in. Yeah, this is now my most favorite pumpkin beer of all time. Like, so are you going to amend? 
I, episode seven, and you're going to say, like, my new number one. <laughs> yes. My new number one is the Welcome is, Home. Is Welcome Home's bump. So if beer. you listen to it in, now, do you, like, go in and, like, badly dubbed? No. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> no, number no. one is pumpkin beer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Home Pumpkin Beer. No, but seriously, it, it's such a, a, an amazing beer. But well, the, now uh, I want to try it, dang Yeah, it. it's really, well, after this, we'll just have to. All right, that yeah. sounds good. I'm uh, sure. Uh, the, the Irish Stout um, is very, very good. It's a great beer. So, have you guys thought of putting it on nitro, or, or, or do you have a nitro system What's that at all? Process? Yeah, it's a. There's a couple of different steps, and we've we've talked about it off and on. But it's a different gas blend for one to push the beer. Yes. Um, so, nitro beers are carbonated to a lower volume of uh, CO2, and what that does is it um, it like the perception of carbonation is kind of that prickly feeling in your mouth, right, when you're drinking the beer. So a lower volume of carbonation would have less of that. And the reason you want less of that is because um, when you're pushing the beer through the lines and through a stout faucet, which is the, the kind of, I don't know if you guys have noticed the difference, they're a little bit taller and longer and they're kind of pointy yep. at the bottom when they're pouring a stout. Yep. Um, and they pour that at a really high pressure and it goes through a little diffuser plate that knocks all of the CO2 out of the solution. So the only thing left in the beer really is just kind of that creamy nitrogen flavor or, or mouthfeel, I guess. Okay. It's not really a flavor. But it, anyway, long story short, it's a, it's a different set of gas and it's a different set of equipment. and um, A lot of bartending patients. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. Ah. Yes. More we t- did put it on very briefly. We put it on for a while on Nitro. And I actually feel like I like the way it tastes better this way. Yeah. So on the CO2, I feel like, um, yeah, the night the uh, Guinness is great on nitro. Like they even have their little gizmo thing that goes in the bottles and right. you yeah. know all that stuff. Yeah. But it works for them. And I was like, when we put this on there, I, it just it wasn't the same. It lost the character. It did. And I was like, no. I was like, if we want to eventually put something else on nitro, then we'll explore that later. Sure. But I just didn't feel like it was that was not the beer for it. And we tried the cream ale on nitro for a minute too, didn't we? Oh, that was at home. Yeah, that was at home. It wasn't here. And it was the same thing because it will change. It changes the taste a little bit. Yeah, of course. Plus yeah. the the mouthfeel is mouth so feel like different. primarily, but you and you and you know that the the, the mouthfeel is obviously the most obvious. But I learned from putting it on here mm-hmm. that it it didn't taste the same. I didn't so you, like it as much. So you almost have to start off with like. This will be a nitro. Yeah. And then adjust accordingly from a flavor standpoint. So if it's losing flavor, you've got to turn it up a little. Yeah. Yeah. You lose, not, not necessarily lose flavor, but um, that, that mouthfeel piece of it is, is so key. You know, if you're, you've got a, it's going to create a perception of a fuller body, I think, to the beer. And um, you, you, lose, you, you lose the carbonation effect, you know, so that, yeah. that just affects the way that, our, our taste buds and everything perceive the beer. Yeah, there you nerd, go. Nerd, the nerd. more you, the <laughs> more you know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I would never think about that. I would just be like, "Here's the ingredients. Here's how it should turn out." But then there's all these other factors that, boom, I wouldn't even know. Well, you say mouthfeel. I'm instantly going to my son. He's like, "One, everything goes in the mouth." Like, oh, so you'd understand, kid? Yeah. <laughs> He's like the carpet. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, he looks at you. Like his thing right now is he looks at you and he goes, ah, and he bites your toe. Whoa. And he just stares at you. So if you're laying on the couch, he'll walk up and bite your toe. And, I'm wow. like, and so we've been telling him no, 
And so my wife today was like, I'm laying on the couch, and he walks up, and he goes, ah. And then he shakes his head like, no. And like, <laughs> finally. But yeah, you, you have to be careful in the house because you're like, I'm watching an Avs game, and I'm just like, minding my own business. And he just comes up and clumps onto your toe. <laughs> you, you better curb that early because once they get the taste for human flesh, it's, I, it's, it is, <laughs> it's, it's a downhill slope. For I know. It's, it's the weirdest thing because you just like, you mind your business, and all of a sudden your kids. We we had four shopping. kids, but one of them, you know, just, yeah, just, just got just a taste of human there. flesh, and we don't know what happened to the Weird. fourth. <laughs> well, Iris, my first legal beer was a Guinness, so I feel you over there, Sharon. That uh, I yeah. I still stand by Guinness is like what you drink when all your friends are drunk. Yeah, I don't no remember. One, no one it's got you. low ABV. It's super they, low. They think they, you're they think you're hardcore, think you're hardcore what, and what, you're just what, like, what was oh, your first legal beer? So we Guinness for Hanson. Josh, what was your first legal beer? Do you remember? Legal, 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 legal. legal. I know illegal. I can tell you. I can tell you illegal. Illegal. But. It would have been a, a, a Coors Light, okay. or it would have been a, red, a, a Mad Dog. Yeah, we just do this, somehow. or a what? Mad Dog or Red Dog or whatever that was. That malt liquor. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Oh yeah. my God! Great. Um, <laughs> Four loco. No, the, the problem is those. I wasn't a beer drinker until I was like twenty two. Sure. No. Twenty three. Yeah. Um, but it was like smearing off ice or whatnot. I was like sure. drinking stuff, and then it was uh, uh, Blue Moon. Okay. Oh, okay. And what then I, I was like, no, yeah. and I won't drink a Blue Moon anymore yeah. now. Um, for me, um, so because I I grew up in Germany, we would go um a, after soccer practice, we would go over at six. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was eight years old. No, I I think fifteen years old. Um, we would go over and have shandies. So we would have. I mean, that's oh, yeah. what what they. Not called there, but um, we would have like a lemon juice um, beer mix. And uh, I mean, very low alcohol anyways, but it was kind of a way to, um, after uh, right across from the sports pub or from the, uh, the um, sports club, um, it was kind of a way to get your electrolytes and your, um, you know, all the stuff. And that's what they, they gave all the athletes. That's pretty cool. You, you walk in, you get your, your meal and you get your beer and go and sit down with the rest of the club. So Perfect. when I'm done playing hockey and we go have beer. Yeah, you're. I, I'm just. Re, I'm recouping, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. You oh, can, awesome. That's how you sports. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds go. good. Do you guys remember you guys? your first beer? First legal beer. This is going to be on on like recording. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can bleep it out Damn. in post process. Um, Coors Light, probably. Yeah. That's okay. what I grew up with. My dad. That's all my dad ever drank. Yeah. Same, and so same that's, here. That's what I I knew. You know, when I yeah. turned 21, and I started going to the bars. I didn't know anything else. To, that's okay order and then my friends would make fun of me because i i drink coors light now these are the people that are drinking bud light so then <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> i guess if, if i'm gonna be stand cool right? yeah Jeez. if i'm gonna be cool i gotta drink the bud light then so i did that for a while and then blue moon was my um my transition yeah and that was when i first started learning that there was other beers out there so I, and then there was guinness after that and yeah. then it just went on is that a gateway beer then the yeah. uh the it's what my dad drank, which I yelled at him because I'm like, I drink Banquet a lot at home. Do. And I'm like, why did you drink Banquet? Why Coors Light? He's like, oh, I used to drink Banquet. I'm like, when? Because <laughs> all I know is these silver nasty cans. But it, like when we were, when I was younger, I was like, dad's like, if you crack it open, you got to drink it. So like a, you know, punk little kid, 12 year old, crack it open. Ew. He's all, you got to drink that. <laughs> and you, you, know, you, you get through three more sips and you're just like, uh-uh. And he's like. What are you going to do again? I ain't doing that. And that was, I mean, that was, it's funny because those are memories that I have that kept me from drinking. Yeah. yeah. It's oh. because my dad had this 
My dad had Coors Light. I can't say garbage ass beer, but he had this Coors Light, and so I knew there was nothing good. And so beer, (laughs) beer was always Coors Light. It wasn't like there was no flavor. It was just Coors Light flavor. And so that kept me from drinking beer. I mean, the, the only other time I really did anything was with Geeling. And we drank like tequila and scotch and, and rum. Yeah. But we didn't know what to do. We just poured it in a little glass and slammed it. And we're like, yeah. And it was like bottom of the barrel of everything. Shots, shots, shots. And Eric. so you knew those were gross. And so I was like, well, I ain't drinking. Well, I don't even know why people drink. So it wasn't yeah. until I was 22 or so yeah, yeah. that I started drinking. How about you, Aaron? I, I honestly can't remember. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like that's, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I was just in diapers. I, I know that um, when I was not old enough to drink beer, um, but I wanted to, for whatever reason, set myself apart from people drinking Coors Light or Bud Light out of a keg, I would uh, acquire Henry Weinhardt's Private Reserve beer. Ooh. And oh, wow. It's, it's nothing. It sounds fancy, but it's not. It's just a I've had their root fart. beer. I've it's, had their root beer, right? It's like, a, like an amber, um, okay. you know, a little, little bit darker than, obviously, Bud Light, Coors Light. And that was what I would drink, you know, when I was thinking that I was setting myself apart uh, <laughs> from, from the crowd. But I, at the time, I, I didn't know what I was doing. It wasn't, I wasn't doing it because I was like, oh, that, that beer is, what was, what was the f- correct phrase? Garbage. 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 Yeah, that beer is... Dumpster fire beer. Dumpster fire beer. It wasn't because of that. It was just I, I, was, I, I was doing something different to be different. Yeah. So, The contrarian. Right. So we got the apple pie. The yeah, fourth, fourth beer. Tell us about the apple pie. Uh, this just says apple pie, but I'm sure there's more to the name. So we do here at Welcome Home, we do a whole series of pie beers kind of fitting with our theme. The home, yeah. Um, the home theme. So we've done everything from fruit beers to uh, pumpkin pie, uh, peanut butter pie. Um, so that's kind of our, our, our beer that's always a little bit out there um, and a little bit different. Um, so this one we, we brewed in the fall for, um, it was probably like September when we brewed this one. And so it's on its it's down to its last keg now, but it was uh, the idea was like, well, what's what's a fall flavor that we can go for? And we decided to um, last year we did pumpkin pie, so this year we decided to do apple pie. Um, but we always have a rotating series of pie beers, just in the fall or all the time, all the time, all the time. That's impressive. Yeah, that's a, that's awesome. I don't even know how you would do that. Like, like uh, rhubarb pie. We did that one. Yeah. Does it you work? Do? Can you use strawberry, strawberry rhubarb? rhubarb? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd try that. Actually, how do you even cherry. get? How do you even get to there? Like, you, you brew you, with rhubarb. I know, but like, what's your base or rhubarb? As far as I know, you just know, put a bunch of rhubarb. Okay, so in there if I put a bunch of rhubarb, magic. In his wart tin, it'll just be like, there you go. Uh, that's what would happen if I brewed anything. Interesting. I would just fill it with rhubarb and hope for the best. <laughs> The, the base beer for all the pie beers is, I guess you would call it a, a blonde beer. I mean, it's, it's fairly light in color. and um, It is, yeah. You know, it, um, but we, we use some ingredients to try to mimic the flavors of, like, pie crust in there. And then um, to kind of give it a little bit of sweeter finish and a little bit, um, I, I guess mostly sweetness is the main thing. But kind of for some, for some types of pie, you know, with whipped cream or ice cream or things like that, we use lactose as well in it. That's cool. So that kind of gives it that, that sweeter and full-bodied finish. And um, then we just tweak the flavors a little bit here and there with what, what kind of fruit we're going to use when we brew or what other flavor, you know, flavor additives and things like that we're going to use. So do you get like a bunch of Granny Smith apples or 
Um, mostly we use fruit purees. Okay. Um, there's a couple of different manufacturers that, that do it. We use primarily Amaretti is, is the one we use the most often, but there's a few others that we've used. Um, yeah, just get those, those fruit flavors. They come prepackaged and pre-ready, pre, you know, pre-pureed and everything. So, See, Anson, we would fail at this. I don't know. You, you have I, rhubarb. I think, I have like I think mine would work out. Like, what happened? You guys like fermented <laughs> rhubarb something? Mash? I did water and I heated it up and I put apples in there and nothing happened. I they, threw some vodka in there. Is that how this works? I don't know. No, this, uh, this is really good though. You can definitely taste yeah. the cinnamon, the apple. I was gonna say, yeah, it a little smells. bit of the crust. Like, yeah, I like it. I was going to ask what the base was, but you covered that base. So that's perfect. That's awesome. Um, what, what was like, what, what's been your favorite pie beer that you guys have done so far? We took the cherry pie to a beer festival last well, not last year, but the year before. And it did really well. Okay. Um, That'd be right up your alley. I was going to say cherries. No, I love cherries. Yeah. is a cherry freak. Uh, the peanut butter pie was really popular. And then, the, of course, the pumpkin pie was really popular. Nice. Oh, yeah. the lemon meringue was oh, my favorite. No, lemon meringue. The lemon no. meringue was my favorite. That was the inaugural pie beer. So okay. We make that in March. Oh, so it's gonna Actually, come it's up. coming up. Yeah, we'll probably try to yeah. do that one again. I was gonna say, like, do you do you do? Are you gonna now that you've been around for a few years, you're gonna rotate them, or are you always gonna be bleeding edge, just trying new new pies? You're like, here's think, a French silk pie, and here's yeah. A, we'll always try new ones, but in March because it's pie day. Right? So oh, we yeah, try yeah. to have oh, it ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. We didn't it. pick that up. Yeah. We release it on March. We try to release it on March 14th, but we always do lemon meringue on that day because that was the very first one that we released. Nice. I'm putting it in my calendar. Yeah. Pie day. Coming back here for lemon meringue. You actually are putting it You better it in put that calendar. on the yeah. schedule. Yeah, I wouldn't make sure that, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't joke around about lemon meringue pie. Come on now. No. <laughs> right. We need that's to amazing. do, I think we need to do a lime one eventually. Oh, that's April. We could do a, a are you live, feeling well? live, live, are you live, live, live broadcast. A little key oh. lime or uh, oh. yeah. 313 or 314. 314 live broadcast. That'd be cool. Heck yeah. Huh. Key, well, if you ever do key lime, that would be also. That amazing. was his pie. But everybody does key lime. I did key lime. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? But our people ask for it. Oh, that's true. That's, you got to give the people the what people. they want. Yeah. I, hey, I, it sells. my only ask is um, the summer beer, the uh, Parker Beaches. Uh, yeah, that was the the Mexican lager. Yeah, that was last summer. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. That one was so good. You've talked about that. I it was one of those. It was one of those ones where I loved like, the name, and then the beer followed the name. He was like, I like bought, it even more. You bought a bunch of those, didn't you? I. Don't like, want to talk about it. <laughs> we were all did. proud of ourselves back to the name thing, right? We were all proud of ourselves for that one, too, because we were like, oh, look, it's Parker Beaches, and it goes with our Parker Sunsets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It, the name is great, but that is the one, like, when it comes out, I'm back. Yeah. So we'll one of the, on the brew schedule soon, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of, one of the things we did want to um, chat with you um, about, it, of course, um, the COVID thing has happened. We've, we're hoping... Um, that we're getting through it all, um, but one over of the things, and we're getting over it. We're over it, of course. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, the reality is, you guys have experienced some really cool things through your community and your friends and your family, and the people that have um, really um, come alongside you to help you 
um, as a business and just your your people. And I want to hear some of these stories. You guys told us some stories, me and Josh, when we were in, in here. I'd love to hear just a couple stories about how um, you've been supported and just um, maybe a couple things that um, has just been amazing coming through this as a business. <laughs> She's like, I'm in. <laughs> so I um, – I, we when when all this first happened and we were kind of struggling to stay open right. um and keep some kind of revenue stream coming in the patio became a thing it did so in the summer that was awesome because people were sitting out there all the time and everybody had asked us if we were going to have a patio but unfortunately we had talked to the town and it wasn't really feasible and then because of COVID, we got the patio anyway. So yeah. if you want to look at silver linings, right, that's that's one of the things that we've gotten out of it so far. Um, but then the winter comes, and now we're going to ask people to sit outside on the patio. And I um, we asked for patio furniture. Um, people emailed left and right, sent Facebook messages. I have extra tables and chairs. I'll drop them off. I have extra fire pits. Come get them. Um, one of our, um, tall heaters over there, somebody actually, one of our regulars bought for us, drove to Thornton, picked it up, came back down here, brought it in here, put it together. And then we sat it outside. The other one is on loan from another regular. Um, so we put the heaters out there. We sat out there. We were like, nah, the wind coming through here is, is rough. And we're going to need something to help with that. Um, so we had another couple of regulars that got to talking about it one night and decided we needed some wind, wind breakers to shield both sides of our patio. Um, they designed it, went to the hardware store the next day, paid for the materials, and then spent an entire day helping us put it up. Nice. People love beer. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do a lot for beer. They donated. But it's not um, about beer, it's about them. Right. They I donated know, but... all their propane tanks, yeah. extra heaters. Yeah. Um, we just, we really had people come through. That's awesome. Um, one of my bartenders, my head bartender, CA, she runs our mountain biking club. Um, and it was actually a group of them that kind of came up with the design for the windbreakers and and you can, you can find them online uh, at face, on Facebook. And if you've seen any of that stuff on, on their Facebook page, yep. you can find that on their Facebook page. If you're into mountain biking, uh, we have a group. We call it the uh, hashtag Empty Beers. So we're <laughs> on Facebook as Welcome Home Brewery MTB Ears. Right. Um, and we've grown, she's grown that. But they did a fundraiser uh, a while ago now where. We had people uh, donated per mile that we all rode. And so we made almost $1,000 just on that. That's awesome. And these are people just donating their money to us to help us survive. Yeah. Um, so the community really stepped up. And in all of that, people have bought mug clubs. They've bought merch. They have left more than over-the-top generous tips to help, us, to help keep us going and to help us yeah. keep our employees. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I, I love hearing those stories. Um, and then you guys also have a mission. It's something that's near and dear to my heart as a former, per, personally, I'm a former police officer. Um, so I'd, I'd love to hear about the mission of what you guys have going on in, in, in that area. Aaron, would you let us know a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I currently still work for the Arapahoe County Sheriff's Office uh, full-time there as well as doing everything here. 
And um, one of the things that we really wanted Welcome Home Brewery to be was a place where um, law enforcement knew that they were they were welcome, they were safe, they were it was an okay place for them to um, come hang out, have a beer, have a chat with people. Um, and from that, it's kind of grown into, uh, I would say, a good portion of our, our regular customers um, have come out of various, you know, we have people from Denver PD, we have people from Aurora PD, we have people from uh, Littleton and Westminster that come in here from time to time. Um, so just, just people from all these different agencies across the metro area that come in here. And um, just, to, just to have a place where um, you know you can come and you have a, uh, a blue-friendly face is, um, is, is few and far between, I think. And yeah. there's obviously a lot, of, uh, a lot of turmoil going on in the world with, with law enforcement and some bad decisions and things like that. But right. um, we want to continue to be a place where um, people know they can always uh, come and have a good, a good place to be and where, where they are supported as part of our first responder community. Yeah, and you want that for anybody, no matter what community they, they identify with. But... Um, more so than I mean uh, of the law enforcement community that they they uh, feel welcomed here. Yeah, and the I think one of the most important things too about it is that the law enforcement community is always so willing to give back um, yes. into the local community. We um, are hooked up with a local uh, motorcycle group that um, they are all current and former law enforcement, military, first responders. And they uh, have hosted a few events here where they're doing fundraising for various things, various causes that are near and dear to their hearts. Um, they were able to get a, a young lady, a 13-year-old girl, a, a service dog that she needed for a seizure disorder uh, cool. that she had. And they raised, I think, over $10,000 uh, during an event that they hosted here. Um, so giving that, having that opportunity to, go, uh, to give back to the community through... Um, through these other groups or, or also through events that we've hosted. Um, we, when we were first pretty brand new, actually, our, I think we'd been open about six months, we hosted a uh, comedy night um, where there was a, uh, we did it as a fundraiser and sold tickets, and the tickets went to covering the cost of the comedians as well as um, then the remainder of it we donated to um, a charity called Humanize the Badge Call for Backup. And they are a group that specifically works to um, reduce and provide resources for um, current and former first responders that are dealing with mental health issues and um, particularly police suicide, which is, a, a, unfortunately, still a tragic yes. cost of life. So to be able to, just, just to be able to be part of that, um, the larger community and giving back in different ways through our connection to the first responder community has been great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good for me to hear uh, as a former cop um, to know that there's people out here and there's businesses that are willing to um, reach out and say, hey, we haven't forgotten about you. And so that, that, that is good. That's, that's good for me. I was going to say, you've also got the, because um, you get your, your first responders, which I, I've done. I mean, I've gone in, I guess you, you buy a beer. Yeah, so we have our first responder board. Anybody that comes in here can buy a beer for another first responder, and we put oh. it up on the board. Nice. Um, most of the times they won't confess to who they are, so we kind of have to give them out as we know who they are, right? So, um, and over time we've learned, you know, like he said, we have multiple departments that come in here quite often, and we know who they are now, so we'll give them a, um, a beer if we know. And then um, we'll also do a 15%. Uh, first responder discount anytime you come in here. Um, 
again, we kind of have to drag it out of them sometimes. Sure. But. <laughs> it makes sense that they're like, would hi, welcome. Are you a first responder so we can hook you up? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, I saw on your Facebook page that you were also looking for a hire. Are you still looking for someone to hire or have you filled that position? Yeah, we have several applications and we've set up some interviews for this week, but we're always looking, we're usually always looking for people. Nice. Um, With COVID and the ups and downs, it's been hard to keep people, you know, people have had to move on understandably to other things. Um, And so now we're looking to build our staff back up. Yeah. Hopefully that was the last time we have to do all that craziness. Right. So um, we're hoping to, to build our staff. We are small but mighty. We have, uh, as of right now, I have four employees. Three of them are behind the bar, and then Devin's over in the brew house. Yeah. But we're looking to add a couple more. Um, so if you're looking for something part-time, yeah. Yeah. have some open availability, let us know. Yeah, Spring and summer's coming. Yeah. It is. And um, you guys just released an awesome video. I would encourage you guys to um, go out and check out their Facebook page, um, they've released a couple videos and some things that you can even get some free beers. Um, what? Right? I like free what? beer. I know. It's amazing. Um, so uh, make sure you guys drop in here. There's crawlers. There's a refrigerator. If you just need to, just jump in real quick, grab some um, beers. You can also hang out. Um, make sure you mention top three. Just say, hey, I heard you guys on the top three. Um, we're not offering any discounts or anything like that. No. But um, pay them full not, price. We, 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 just, we guarantee some good beer. And we, if you don't like it, yeah. you're wrong. And they're getting to the end of <laughs> even the IPA. Right. Uh, it, it was malty. It, it was it, it was it a had beer. Malty going for me. So I'm okay with that. It was a beer that I drank. Um, Maybe so, I'm wrong. I don't know. So there's other things. Is there anything else that you'd love to um, tell us, or that um, the people that are listening um, should know about you guys? Uh, we also offer free beer if you sign up for our newsletter. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you can go to our Facebook page, and it's pinned to the top of our post. The link is on there. Just um, zip in there, put in your email, and then it'll send you a welcome letter with a pint, with a free pint on it. Nice. I'm doing that right I've now. got a question. Yeah. You mentioned the pint, the, the pint club or the beer club. Oh, the mug club? Mug club. Yeah, That's so it. it's $75 for an, an, a year, Okay. and you get a 25-ounce personalized mug. That's a crawler. So, yeah, it is equivalent <laughs> to a crawler. So Personal it's got crawler. our uh, our logo on one side, and then you get to personalize it with whatever name you want Sweet. on the other side. And we keep it here, and then every time you come in, you get 25 ounces for the same price you would normally pay for 16 Wow. Cool. Uh-huh. And we hope to beef that up a little bit this year and maybe do some VIP releases and um, maybe do some special edition swag and stuff like I that. I think I'm signing up today for that. I was looking at it. I was like, I've always noticed the mugs. Yeah. And I totally just assumed it was part of the decor. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Like, I didn't put two and two together. Well, we talked about mug clubs at one point about, like, uh, ger- talking about the German breweries, but yeah. right. are we talking about Oktoberfest? Yeah, Oktoberfest, but, the, um, the Hofbrau. Uh, they've got all the, the, the mugs, lockers. The, the lockers that you pass down generation over right. generation. Uh, but I, I, now that I look at them, when you said it, I was like, oh, that's what they're... Yeah, that's cool. I'm, uh, I'm definitely saying The, the light bulb went off. Cool. Light bulb. <laughs> Well, should we rate these things? Yeah, let's do the ratings. Well, I think it's a disclaimer because, like, so we always do a disclaimer when there's more than, when there's three things or four things or it's ten things. Like, 
even if it falls off on number three or four, doesn't mean that we didn't like it. It exactly. means that it just didn't make our personal top thing. So I always do this for me because I'm always like, ah, you didn't choose my thing. I'm offended. But now that we have guests, I don't want anybody to be offended yeah. because <laughs> except for these guys, they don't like IPAs. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but just, just so you know, but, uh, I think we'll start with Josh. No, yeah, he's on the right. I started. La- I started last week. All right, okay. we'll start with whatever. Paul. All right, so uh, my favorite's going to be the uh, no. I'm just, don't do that. Uh, no, why not? All right, so we do uh, number three. But number three, we do. Uh, I'm going to go number three. I'm going to go with the um, the cream ale. Um, it's a great beer. Then number two, I'm going to go Irish stout, and then uh, I really like the apple. Um, that's been one of my favorite beers. That's that's uh, that's a great beer. That's number one is my is the apple. And actually, really, my, my most favorite right now is the pumpkin beer. It's no, you can't. You cheat. <laughs> we don't talk about that right cheaters. now. <laughs> Cheating this thing. All right, so number two. Oh, God. <laughs> How dare you? He does this all the time. I, it pisses him off so much. Okay, so number three. Yeah. No, I'll just stick with your thing. All right, number two <laughs> is the cream ale. Number one is the Irish stout because... It's delicious, yeah. and you're wrong. Okay, and then the apple pie. All right, and, and the IP, the IPA, IPA is uh, four, sure. four. Yes. Okay, there you go. Because there, there right. has to be a four. <laughs> you have to All make right. it so complicated. I know so much drama because it pisses you guys off. So <laughs> I want to do it every week now. Number Gosh. three. Again, disclaimer, doesn't mean I don't like the fourth one. Uh, number three <laughs> is going to be the cream ale. Very amazing. Yeah. Uh, number two, the Irish stout. And number one is going to be the black IPA. Oh, the, big the, surprise uh, there. The dust <laughs> because you guys are wrong and IPAs are great. And that was kind of juicy. And no. I'm on Team Sharon. So. No. So there. Yeah. All right, so if you guys want to find us, we are at the top three, number two. I want to know what they're. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Let's find out what you guys So you got three, these yeah. four. What are, you, what are your, uh, your ratings on them? Even if you want to do number one, that's okay, too. Probably out of those four, my favorite would be the stout. Mm. Okay. Followed by the cream ale. Um, probably followed by the comet dust and then the apple pie. There you go. There you go. Aaron, what do you got? I think my number three out of those would probably be the Irish Stout, and then my number wow. two, the Cream Ale, and my number one, the Comet Dust out nice. of those. Whoa! Those Whoa! That, but you're not the IPA get you. But it's malty. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. he's got. He's All right, right there. I was say, that, that is his <laughs> biggest saving grace is the maltiness. <laughs> if, if it was the juicy in there, that would that would have been my number four out of the group. If we switched those. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been my number one. How dare you, yeah. sir? So nice. Yeah, that's funny. Um, all right, so if you guys want to find um, us on the socials, we'd love for you to come in to Welcome Home, take a snapshot of uh, of you, tag us of at, us, at, uh, of not of us. us. What? No, but ta- tag us um, top three show T O P number three S H O W. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitters. What else? I have no idea. I'm not we on social here. media. We live here now. So. Yeah, we live here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go to Welcome Home's uh, Facebook page. Connect with them. Do you guys have any other social medias or anything like that? Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook as Welcome Home Brewery. And then we have a website, welcomehomebreweryco.com. Nice. Very cool. Okay. So, yeah, connect with us. Um, make sure that you have rated them. And rate, rate us as well. So 4.7 on us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, five, five on them. For them yeah. <laughs> 
Josh is an idiot. Thank Don't you. Listen to thank you for having us yeah. in your, yeah, in your amazing brewery. Thank you. It's yes, thank you guys for yeah. having us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah. yeah. This is fun. I'm it looking forward Yeah. Seriously, though, that that pumpkin beer, I'm going to go have some, and I'm going to sign up for that uh, mug club. Mug club. There you go. Don't say that two times fast. Mug club. Mug club. Mug club. Mug club.